what what the person preaching was trying to get across was that um, we have this culture in, um, in Christianity where what we believe is that we're sinners saved by grace and we're still sinners now and we've got our old man and our new man and they're constantly fighting with each other. And one of the verses that this guy pointed out was he was saying that um, the Bible says specifically that we do not war against flesh, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. So for us to be physically fighting against ourselves is completely unbiblical. And we're not supposed to be warring against ourselves, flesh against flesh, um, fighting our sin. So where does this come from? And um, it comes from a very, very well-known passage, which is probably now, in my opinion, if you disagree with me, I'd love to talk to you afterwards, that's fine. But in my opinion, it's probably one of the most um, misinterpreted verses in the Bible, which says, for the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil that I will not to do, that I practice. And that's um, Paul talking about himself wrestling with his sin, saying that even though he knew what was right and he wanted to do what was right, it was like his body and he was fighting himself from doing what was wrong. As I read over that Romans 6 and Romans 7 again and again and again, um, you start to notice that what Paul is talking about is his pre, pre-Christ condition when he was a Jew and even a Pharisee and he talks about how when he was a baby and he didn't know the law he was innocent from the law but then when he began to learn the law he began to be convicted of guilt through the law because basically he didn't know it was wrong previously now he knows, knows what's wrong and he's convicted when he does anything that's wrong but then at the end of this passage he says um, uh, O wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death and then he says I thank God through Christ Jesus So that's Paul talking about his pre-Christ condition, and then he's now been rescued from that through what Christ Jesus actually did on the cross. I just want to read Romans 6, 6, and I'm going to read a few verses. I'll try not to take too long. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive in God to Christ. Jesus, our Lord, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it and its lusts. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall have no dominion, shall not have dominion over you, for you are, un- for you are not under the law, yet under grace. When I was a new believer, and I believed that this is what I was doing, I was constantly fighting myself um, for, to like live without sin, I was struggling with, obviously everybody has their struggles, I had my struggles, and um, I had one thing in particular that I was really, really struggling with, and I remember feeling convicted about it all the time and trying to read about it, how do I conquer this, this, this issue that I have, and I remember, remember reading about Paul's thorn in his flesh, and have you guys ever heard about confirmation bias? So like confirmation biases, if you already believe something, and then somebody says something to you that might be wrong, but it confirms what you believe, then all of a sudden you latch onto that thing like, that must be the truth, because that confirms what I already think. So 
Paul's thorn in his flesh became to me that like Paul had some sort of secret sin that he struggled with and he couldn't conquer. And even though, and I'm thinking to myself, oh man, if Paul the apostle struggled with something, then for me to struggle with something's not a big deal. So I almost used it to like kind of squash my guilt a little bit for quite a while. And then after a while, I remember learning that it's like, no, he says many, many, many times that we are free from sin, that we are to live without sin, that the Christian is not to sin. And when you see great moves of God, you, you realize that what happens usually in the beginning of a great move of God is like a massive conviction of sin. And people start to try to give up sin and they try to break free from sin and they're empowered to be free from sin. When it all comes back to it, that's what Christ died for. Christ died for our sins and not just to cover our sins, but to give us the power to be able to live a life without sin. We are no longer sinners, we are saints. So here's my poem, and I'll try to get through it without choking up too much. When I ponder of the cross, my understanding comes to loss, a fragrant alabaster box prepared him for his death. I try my best to comprehend a person who was God and man, whose fate was sealed when time began to live and die and live again. Years before he walked this earth and graced us with his holy birth, Moses and the prophets wrote of all that he would do. Where and when he would be born, and as he grew, how he'd be scorned, the bastard son of Mary's pure and sweet virginity. How he would cause the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to leap, the lepers, where's your leprosy? But yet somehow he was despised. They also told us he'd be sold, but not for silver, not for gold. His sheep would scatter when they saw their hope was bound in chains. You see, they thought he'd come to rule, especially when he rode a mule into the city where he was to be seated on his throne. Instead, false witnesses were brought to accuse a man of whom they thought had claimed that he could break and build the temple in three days. But when they charged him by the law, to tell him who he claimed he was. The high priest sinned and tore his robes. But tell me, did he lie? They struck him and cried, prophesy. Who has struck you? Was it I? A crown of thorns I think will bind for you, your majesty. Pilate found no fault in him. Yet standing there in front of them, Although this man had never sinned, the crowd roared, crucify. In the garden of Gethsemane, he had prayed, if this cup may pass from me, please, my father, let it be, if there is any other way. But not my will, but let yours be. As his sweat glands start to bleed, his followers all fell asleep as he planned for what would come. Beaten till his bones were seen, carried his own hanging tree <sighs> nailed through his hands and feet but he knew this was the only way that he could set us free all his bones were out of place his beard had been torn from his face yet up to heaven he turned his face and cried out paid in full every piece fell into place from a realm outside of time and space so we could grasp eternal grace but do we value what he's done? 
when I fall short day by day in some strange, small, yet poignant way, I added to his, to his pain that day. As he was paying for my sin. Lord, please keep this in our minds as we go through our daily grind so that in the future we don't find we've slowly slipped away. I think there's something that we just need to always try to remember. That that's what he, that's what he did. I think he died so that we could be free from sin. And what freedom that is, I think, a lot of the time we don't realize. And it's not just he paid for your sin so that you can keep on sinning. He paid for your sin and he gave you the power to be able to live a life without sin. We'll just, um, before Nirvana comes up, just pause and just allow, just respond. Whoa. So good, right? Sometimes we can go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and the church has become busy, 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 busy. Let's just rest in the Father's arms and just say, God, speak to me. message a while ago called um, Chiropractor of Heaven and about God adjusting us and that's what God's doing this morning, just adjusting putting things back into place just reminding us again click, click click, click sobering word bro we've got the amazing Nirvana Willis coming up so let's give her a round of applause good morning um yeah, that was beautiful. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just before I, I share the word that I felt God lay on my heart, I had this picture of a, of a Rubik's Cube. Um, so everyone knows what a Rubik's Cube is. Yeah, so um, the image that I saw was someone standing next to a man um, who was doing the Rubik, Rubik's Cube, and the person next to him was getting really frustrated um, because, yeah, this man had con- was just trying to change it and get it back into position, and the person next to him was getting really frustrated because he was like, she was like, um, no, you shouldn't be doing it like that. This is how you do it. Like, no, turn it this way, turn it that way. And um, sorry, I'm not sure if it was a female, but the word that I felt for that person was that change was was really scary and it wasn't in their control. And I just want to reassure whoever this word is for is that um, the person holding the Rubik's Cube is God and God just wants you to be reassured that um, the change that's going on is in his hands. So don't freak out. Um, yeah, so that's that's the word that I felt. Um, so yeah, what I, what I felt God lay on my heart when we 
were sent the email, that I sent the email out, um, was a word that someone shared over this place um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, about um, going deeper into God, and that means digging a well. And when you dig a well, it's obviously dirt, and then you get into, obviously, mud, and mud usually means that you're getting closer to the water, but obviously you have to deal with the mud. And what I really feel like God wants us to do is to deal with that mud today. And some of that mud looks like unforgiveness or offence. And I really feel like God wants us to deal with that today. So, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, I went to Australia for, for a tangi, a funeral. And there was something I said to my auntie a couple of years ago. And I thought, you know, I had dealt with it. I had said sorry. Um, but obviously when you look at someone and there's a little tinge or something like, ah, oh, you, get, you get a little bit of an attitude, then obviously there's something there. And what I felt God say, and this happened about four or five years ago, and I thought I dealt with it. Um, I felt God say, you need to go and ask for forgiveness. You need to get over this offence. Because obviously I said stuff to her that I shouldn't have said. And she said stuff to me that she shouldn't have said. Um, and obviously she looked like she moved on with it. She was like, hi, how are you? And all this. And I was like, good. Yeah. Um, but obviously I had something against her. And in front of everyone, I just felt God say, okay, do it now. And I thought, no, I'll do it later because everyone's in the room. And then he said, no, just do it now. Get it over and done with. So I said to her, I apologize for what I did to you or what I said to you because it wasn't right and it was my fault. And then instantly I just felt the weight drop off me. And I really feel like whether it's a small offense or whether it's a big offense or something that you've held on to, I really feel like God wants you to deal with it because obviously you need to deal with the muck before the water comes up because you don't want dirty water. You don't want a dirty well. In Ephesians 4 verse 32 it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forever forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. So right now, we'll do it now. If you have unforgiveness or offence to someone in this room, I really encourage you to deal with that now. If you need to ask for forgiveness, um, yeah, can we just, if you have unforgiveness, let's just pray with each other, um, whether it's small or whether it's big. Um, yeah. So if we just want to quickly jump into groups, maybe it's not... Um, something that you need to deal with, or if it's someone next to you that needs to deal with it, get it over and done with. Otherwise, it's just going to get in the way of what God wants for you because that can, it creeps in easily. So can we do that now, please? So just jump in your small groups, and if it's not, then maybe it's, it's something that someone else needs to deal with. But yeah, I just really feel like God wants us to deal with it now. So if you jump into groups of three or four,
if you're still praying, um, that's okay. Just continue to pray. I've, um, I just felt one more thing about when it comes to digging deeper. Um, and the word that I felt God say was changing the way we cope. Um, and what does that mean? It means when a hard time hits, how do you cope with it? Um, and for some of us, it's alcohol. Some of us, it's violent. Sometimes it's lashing out. It's reacting. Um, sometimes it's pornography. And I really feel like God wants to deal with that. And even though I don't struggle with that, there is one thing I do struggle with, and that's instantly turning to eating. And what I felt God say was that these are things that we need to change if we want to go deeper because um, who a son sets free is free indeed. And I really feel like God wants to renew our mind is um, for us to go deeper is you need to change the way you cope, your coping mechanism. So for me, it was eating. And so I needed to change that. So that's why everyone asks me, why am I on this eating plan? And that's the reason why is I wanted to break a cycle for me. So when my grandfather passed away two weeks ago, I resorted straight away back to eating when I should have been out walking. And that's what I really believe that God wants us to break off. So I'm sorry, we're going to pray again is what is a coping mechanism that you naturally turn to? Some of us, it is porn. Some of us, it is alcohol. Some of us, it's smoking. But God wants to break that off you because you are set free. And God wants to renew your mind. So right now, in your same group, if we can pray again, just breaking those coping mechanisms off that aren't healthy, because there are healthy ones. Um, so if we can quickly do that in our group again, please.
Amen. Cool. I know for me it was a uh, nice fun. It was me. It was uh, anger and eating as well. These are my two coping, coping, uh, Sorry, in my language, gobanin. <laughs> my freshness. So, but um, yeah, just dealing with those things. Um, my anger's come a long way uh, since um, learning it from my dad and all that stuff. But um, it's just it is hey, in those moments where you get a bit heated and situations are a bit full on, you just snap sometimes. Um, but the great thing is that I have a wife that snaps back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> no. But those things, the great thing before God is actually saying, God, this is, this is who I am, but at the same time, I know you want to change me. So thanks, Vanna, for bringing it up again. Let's give her a round of applause. That's awesome. Thank you, Vanna. Carry on. We've got one more amazing person to speak this morning, and that's uh, Nirvana's husband, Mr. Brett Wallace. Really? Give him a round of applause. Um, <clears throat> uh, so, like, the word that I felt that God gave me uh, for this morning was, um, was about faith and praise. So, um, like, the, the word, the, like, the Bible says that, that the word of God, like, never changes, that, that heaven and earth will pass away before, before his word changes. So what, what he says we know is true. And when we can't see that we have faith, that's how we're convinced of, of what we can't see. Um, and what I've got to say is that, um, that when we have faith, we can then praise God. And that, that the praise um, will like unlock the chains in our situation. Um, uh, like Paul and Silas um, in Acts 16. Um, so Paul and Silas were beaten and thrown into prison. Um, and then at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were praising Him, and the other prisoners were listening. Then suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and, and the prison was shaken to its foundations, and the doors flew open, and the chains fell off. Um, so um, praise unlocks the chains in our situations. Like, you know, like whether it's big or small, um, like situations that come up, um, like we might not know how it's going to work out, or yeah, like what's going to happen. Um, but it, like in Romans uh, eight verse twenty eight, it says, "We know that God causes everything to work for the good of those who love God and according to His purpose." And God knew His people in, in, his, in advance, and He chose them to be like His son, so that His son would be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. Having chosen them, he called them, and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing with himself, he gave them his glory. So we might not know what, like how a situation is going to work out, but we have faith that it will because we know that God caused everything to work together for our good. And we might not know what that looks like. But um, what I want to say to you is that even though we don't know what it will look like, we can praise God and we can choose to praise God and that will that will set us free um, and then we can have peace um, and believing that, that, that he'll come through. Um, so yeah, um, if the worship team can just uh, sing that song again, uh, bless the Lord on my soul. Um, then uh, like, if there's anything that, that you don't know how it's gonna work out or, or that, that you're struggling with faith, 
just bring that to the Lord and just as we sing a song, just lift up praise to God that, that He's going to come through. Stand with me, Father. Bless the Lord. 
Give our Lord God Almighty a round of applause, shout of praise. Well, we're finishing off this morning with our family time. So, any kids or any adults have got anything to celebrate? Uh, birthdays, anniversaries, certificates, celebrations. Come on up, line it up. Let's give a round of applause for Peter. He's been playing the whole morning. Nice, Peter. So, kids, come on up. Any birthdays? And no birthdays this week. We're going to finish off with family news, and that's it. Oh, here they come. Bring your certificates. Come on, children. Come on, children. Come on, children. So sorry about that. It's my salmon coming up. Ah, uh, say copy, children. Come on, children. All right, children. Hi, children. team got certificates and I got it for um, scoring the most of the goals in netball. On Tuesday I got a certificate for netball and on Friday it was my birthday. Happy birthday to I actually should have waited to the end, eh? Because there might be some other birthdays. So I've got to do for everyone, okay? My name is Sophie. I won first place in athletics. First place in cross country. Woohoo! Oh, that means uh, give us a clap. Um, I'm saying this early because I won't be here next week but um, on Wednesday it'll be my 16th birthday Happy birthday to you Happy birthday Come on louder Dear Celeste Louder And many more. Okay. You want to do an announcement, babe? No, we didn't have another baby. If I could get the impact team up here, please. They'll probably be limping. Some of them be limping. Uh, impact Fitness is our health and fitness ministry here at church. For those who don't know. And we participated after 12 weeks of rain, snow, minus, actually minus, minus four degrees in Papakura. There was one Saturday morning 
we were running. Yeah, there's a photo. I think it's separate from the... So that's these two guys as well, Vernon and Peter. But all of us went and about four of us that aren't, or five of us that aren't here don't actually fellowship at the gate. They came along. So that was that was cool. But what I'm going to do is just get Kyle, um, Kyle and Sarah and... Jackie and Peter, they f- completed their first Antalya, first event ever in Murray. Well, I'll just get Cole to just say a few words of how he felt the whole thing went. Um, I really enjoyed the whole process. Um, thank you so much to Lids for running Impact Fitness. Um, just the amount of effort that everyone put in was awesome. Um, and just it, was, it made it so much easier with everyone just encouraging one another. Um, and it just made it also on the day, uh, just for me, I felt like I ran faster because I just felt encouraged because everyone was there and putting the effort in. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was my first time I walked to 10Ks, but um, yeah, I guess my sort of motivation behind it is I might be the slow one, but at least I'm out there doing it. So, yeah, I was. Um, Pretty, pretty proud of myself for crossing that finish line. So, yeah, it was just, again, I want to say thank you to Lid for running Impact Fitness. And, yeah, I just love doing it with a group of people who I love and who love me and who encourage me. And, yeah, it just, it's been a wonderful 12 weeks. And, yeah, to have actually achieved that, pretty, pretty darn cool. So, praise God. And, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um... My husband and I did the 21k. That was was the longest journey ever. <laughs> okay, but I sprained my ankle at 4k's into it, and then my husband had to, I call it a toe. So I had to hold on to the back of his jumper while he ran so that we could keep up a pace. So he did that for 17k's, and um, yeah, I admire him. He's pretty awesome. He was he didn't want to do that. <laughs> But yeah, he's such a cool guy. Um, and we're praying all the way for 17Ks, just praying. And then meeting new people on the journey. And like these ladies were talking to us in Māori. It was quite funny because I didn't understand. <laughs> she knew we were Māori, but we were just like, okay, yep, keep running. <laughs> but it was like it's so cool just meeting different people. And then when we got to the finish line, we seen a guy. And he was like, God, he's a hair, good on you. Yeah, and I was like, man. We don't know you, but your family now. What's in your pocket then? But like, it was like, it was just cool, cool just to, um, yeah, get along, each other, encourage them. And now my whole legs are really sore. Yeah, but I loved it. I'll do it again just to beat my time. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, hi. We... Me and Tails did the 5K because we didn't get in much training at all. But um, it was my first time and it was actually really fun. Like, I think everyone should give it a go because it was, it was pretty cool. And the atmosphere was really cool. And we made heaps of friends get past us by. But um, <laughs> it was really fun, yeah. Really good team effort and, yeah, good day. Um... Yeah, if you want to be part of the next training, um, 
just be on, it's the page, there's a page here called Impact Fitness, it's linked to the, the gate page, but I really want to honour my wife and um, just thank her for starting up the ministry, because I, I wouldn't have started up the ministry, that's why you need her to start up the ministry. Let's give her a round of applause. Um, but also, um, the amazing thing about this is that um, during the process, uh, two people give their hearts to the Lord in that process. Uh, they don't fellowship here, um, but it's just great to see people along the way just come to know Christ as well. Amen? Peter just wants a chocolate. Okay, bless you all. Thank you, guys. That's us, Whanau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this week and what it's going to bring. Whatever this week's got, we know that you got us. And we give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. If you got your offering and your tithe, the baskets are up here. So have a great week. Be blessed. Stay for tea and coffee next door. And Simon has been prepping this morning. So you know what's coming. You know what's coming. You got some kai there waiting for you right now. <laughs>